Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rate. That's 863-294-5630 for Skis Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped Every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around. 
and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than one nostalgic weekend. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on one nostalgic weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. Every league, every team, every game, every season. 8 to 10, tell a friend. This is where the experts meet to speak on approach. You want to join the conversation, got to pick up the phone. phone, phone. Oh, yeah. All right. It's the verbal version of the replay, the recap. The game seven, the draft, preseason, the rematch. Players and coaches, the mayor keeps you posted. Whether you're rooting for the home or away. Dirt, turf, hardwood, grass, a clip. We keep the conversation going and we cover it all. So when it goes down, you know the score. But when it comes to sports talk, this ain't no small talk. This is the big leagues. The ball is in your core. The best place for debate and point of view. After further review, you know what to do. Hey, 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 what's going on? We in the building, man. We're not in no bubble. We're not doing none of that. We back in the building, man. It's after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. We live and direct, man. Coming at you Tuesday night live. How we do what we do. I got my man, ubiquitous Bob James, a.k.a. pretty man in the building. Holding me down, man. We doing what we do. Tuesday night live. We back in effect, man. Um... It's going to be a nice one tonight, man. We got the, the homie Keith Avalon in the building from Play.com. We got to talk about some things, man. Um, we got a, a convention coming up soon, the Play.com. You're going to hear about that. Um, we're going to get into some things. Cam Newton got his name back in the news. We're going to talk about that. Um, the return of baseball, allegedly. The return of basketball, allegedly. The return of everything, allegedly. All right, so as soon as we try to get into a little pocket of a little comfortability there, everything uh, takes us right back to where we started from. So here we go again. So I hope that everybody's, you know, doing what they're supposed to do and, you know, washing their hands and doing the social distancing thing. But uh, you got to do what you're supposed to do, man. You know what I mean? Nobody's a a, a 
Stop trying to be a hero. Nobody cares about, you know, you pretending that you don't care about, you know, yourself. If you don't care about yourself, stay away from me. You know what I'm saying? So I think that should be the, the, the mantra. But we're not here to discuss that, man. We're here to talk about some sports, man. Um, it's a lot of stuff going on. So uh, whether you want to realize that or not, there's some stuff going on, a lot of stuff happening out there. 954-246-0398 is the mathematics, man. All right, if you want to chime in, there's a lot of stuff going on. I hear a lot of people. You know, it's, it's always, man, um, people talk and talk and talk until it's time to talk. You know what I mean? Everybody got the big mouth and stuff like that. Um, and I'm going to start tonight with the Cam Newton thing. All right, I'm jump right into it. I mean, you know, with, with Cam, you know, being signed for a one-year deal with the New England Patriots, it's, it's very incentive-laden. It's incentive-heavy. You know what I mean? It's like I think it's a one million dollar deal, which could flip to maybe seven million, seven and a half million, which is a beautiful thing. Everybody's going crazy about you know the the value of the deal. Um, I'm not going to argue about somebody else's money. That's not that's not how I give it up, you know. But again, at the end of the day, man, we know what the the, the circumstances and the situation is, and Cam's uh, Cam Newton's particular uh, circumstance. All right, coming off. Shoulder coming off the foot injuries. Um, even before then, you know, back, you know, he, you know, went to a Super Bowl, um, didn't really do particularly well. Um, actually ran away from a fumble. Nobody wants to talk about that, but it's right there in your face. All you gotta do is play the, you know, go to this video. Um, very bad attitude coming off that Super Bowl loss in Super Bowl 50. Um, wasn't really that long ago. Um, 2015 MVP of the league. So again, you know, he, he, he's come from a very, very um, uh, high and mighty place. You know what I mean? And again, you know, I get it. You got quarterbacks out there, Chase Daniels of the world, the, the Josh McCowns, you name them. The weirdo, you know, of the month club, you name them. And, um, you know, Cam, you know, um, when you, when you compare those guys to Cam, it's really no comparison but again, at the end of the day, man, you know, you got, you know, you got to start from the bottom and work your way up. Now, Cam bet on himself, and I'm not mad at that. He went to a uh, a situation where now um, he's replacing a legend, one of the the, the, the uh, best allegedly that ever did it, and we'll get into that later because I got I got to talk about him in in positive light because he's the quarterback of my Buccaneers now. That's Tom Brady. But um, talking about Cam Newton, though, man, I think that. You know, when he's on, he's a problem. And I mean that in a very, very positive way, man, when he's on. and But when's the last time Cam Newton has been on, though? You know? So, for me, I think that, you know, his situation works well for him. You know, um, if he can, you know, help the Patriots, you know, do what they need to do. And for me, I think that, you know, the Patriots go right back to the head of the line as far as the division is concerned. Now, the AFC, that's a different that's a different situation. But as far as the AFC East, you know, where's this competition at? The Jets? Buffalo? Miami? Come on, man. Knock it off, man. You know what I mean? You're going into a ready, a ready situation, and people talk about, well, he doesn't have the weapons. I mean, I think he does have weapons. He's got a serious, crazy running game. James White, Sonny Michelle, those dudes. Then, you know, I mean, you don't have the elite receivers in the world, but, I, you know, last time I checked, Julian Edelman had a couple of Super Bowl rings. 
and um, has been, you know, as reliable as they, you know, a receiver as a quarterback can have. Then you got the kid to kill Harry from Arizona State. So they're not, you know, um, lacking for talent at the skill positions. Um, you know, if anything, the offensive line may 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 need a little help or whatever. But um, last year, you know, the Patriots were kind of like, you know, running on, you know, um, their defense. Their defense was stand out. So, again, now with the quarterbacks, they can do some things that Tom Brady couldn't do. You know what I mean? As far as, you know, being mobile and, and, and being a factor in the run game, you know, I think that, you know, gives uh, New England an edge over, you know, teams like Buffalo. I'm not really concerned about Buffalo. Buffalo, um, they got to show, they got to show improvement. They had a nice, you know, situation going on last year in the playoff game against Houston on the road. Josh Allen had a chance to prove that, you know, he's not, you know, the, the, the everyday standard type quarterback and can win some playoff, a playoff game on the road. Couldn't do it. Had the game right in his hands. Couldn't do it. So, um, not really concerned about the Buffalo Bills. Their defense is outstanding. You know what I mean? Shout out to Ed Oliver and those guys, but I'm not really, really concerned about Buffalo being a threat to the New England Patriots at this point. The New York Jets know where we are with them. You know, there's a situation, you know, waiting to implode at any second. Um, and the Miami Dolphins, they're the only ones for me that, you know, can show a little bit of um, a, uh, somewhat of stability. You know, they, they got uh, two attack Leavola, so they had a quarterback situation um, for the future. Um, for right now, they, you know, they did some real good things on defense, you know, on, and free agency and things of that nature. So, again, man, I think that um, whatever Miami does, it's on them. But um, New England is, um, to me, the best team in the AFC East. And you add Cam Newton, that just kind of like now that it, it adds a little separation. Now, when you talk about the AFC now, you got to talk about Kansas City. You got to talk about Baltimore. Um, you know, and so for me, uh, Tennessee to a certain degree. But for me, man, I just think that now it's become very, very interesting. Because again, you got Pittsburgh with Ben Roethlisberger coming back. You know, um, can Cleveland, you know, get out of their own way finally? Um, the Houston Texans. You know, they, they went to, um, you know, Kansas City and, and tried to do some things in the playoffs if you can get it done. Um, are they still considered a threat? Um, you know, looking at, the, you know, the Denver Broncos and their situation, um, even with the Los Angeles Chargers. So the AFC is loaded. So it's not going to be a cakewalk for Cam Newton and the New England Patriots to roll to the AFC championship game or even, you know, uh, a greater heights the Super Bowl. But I think that they can do at least 11-5. You know, for me, they went from a, uh, a strong nine and seven because I, I have, you know, a little bit of faith in Jared Stidham. They like Jared Stidham, you know, but was that a case of them just saying that because that's what they had at the moment? You know what I mean? So they worked out a situation where they found somebody better, and that's what they did. So as soon as they signed Cam Newton, you know, they, you know, hey, look, Jared Stidham, man, you know, you cool and all that, but we got this guy coming in here to make some things happen. So. Um, hopefully that um, the Patriots can get it together and hopefully the NFL can get it together, man, so we can have an NFL season. So for all the, the movement and, and, and things of that nature where we could talk about it and have something to, to discuss on a sports level, um, really the elephant in the room is like, when is it coming back? Because at this point in the game, um, you know, training camp is supposed to be open. And so we, we, we still have – that to figure out, man. I'm not really going to get into all of that. 
um, you know, Brady and Edelman, you know, uh, going back and forth with the, the IG things and all that. I'm not really here for that. But um, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, man, um, you know, with his injuries, you know, Cam Newton, you know, it, it seems like for me, they took a leap, both, you know, they took a leap of faith. You know, um, people talking about Cam Newton and his health and how much it's deteriorated over the you know last few years. Um, it seems like you know Cam, you, you know, they would have you think that his body is just falling apart. I don't think that's the case. You know, um, you know, going back to recently in 2018, Cam Newton was at 100%. He played the first eight games of that season, playing you know great football before hurting hurting his shoulder against the Steelers. Um, on that infamous Thursday night loss, okay, um, and Cam Newton would never be the same again. I remember that game. The Carolina Panthers were doing their numbers. They went to Pittsburgh and got blown out. So, again, um, I think that, you know, nobody really saw Cam Newton throw the football much prior to him suffering a uh, foot injury against New England in the, um, in the preseason after he got hurt. Um, Carolina got, tried to downplay it a little bit. Um, he re-aggravated the foot in a game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in bad weather. Um, but again, you know, people wanted to try to, you know, focus, um, on how he was playing because of his shoulder injury, but it was really the foot that was bothering him. So again, man, um, you know, we're just trying to hope that Cam could come back from, from doing what he needs to do. Um, I have my own reasons why, you know, a lot of people didn't really jump out the window to sign Cam Newton. You know, outside of the physical part of it, um, you know, I think, you know, Cam Newton wanted, you know, he's Cam Newton. He's not going to sign a contract and sit behind anybody. So I think um, Cam, you know, he definitely wanted a chance to start. But, again, the timing of the situation, the coronavirus and all that, he couldn't really, uh, you know, do any visits for anybody, you know, to anybody for physicals um, during the early part of free agency. Um you know, I'm not going to play the, you know, the rule-out game, like, you know, rule out the Dolphins, the Bills, or none of that because they have young quarterbacks that they re- recently drafted. Um, but if you do want to do that, you can do Miami, Buffalo, the Jets, Cleveland, Houston, L.A. Chargers, Cincinnati, okay, Baltimore Ravens, Washington Redskins, New York Giants, Denver Broncos, and the Arizona Cardinals because they all have – you know, young quarterbacks that they recently drafted in the first and second round, all right? Indianapolis, Tennessee, and Tampa Bay all signed quarterbacks this offseason. All right, the coach at Phillip Rivers. Now, I mean, Tampa Bay did the, 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 the Tom Brady thing. You know what I'm saying? So, again, um, you know, Carolina, they, they, they cut their losses with Cam Newton. The Bears traded for Nick Foles, all right? Um, you know, you got situations in Atlanta, New Orleans, Dallas, Philly, Detroit, you know, Green Bay, um, Kansas City, Las Vegas, San Francisco, and the Rams, they all have veterans, all right? So that would left, you know, New England and Jacksonville as the only possible um, landing spots for Cam Newton, you know? But Jacksonville wants to see what it has in Gardner Minshew, and the Patriots, you know, it, it made sense kind of sort of because I think that, you know, Bill Belichick always had, you know, nice things to say about Cam Newton, you know what I mean? But, uh, again, you know, um, he's that guy. He can run. He's strong. He's hard to tackle. He can make decisions. And he can do a lot of different things. So, again, man, I think that, um, you know, Bill Belichick and Cam Newton are going to get along. You know, I think they're going to get along and they're going to handle their business. And I think that that transition is not going to be as hard 
as the transition um, in Tampa Bay, and that's my team. You know what I mean? I think that Tom Brady and those guys, you know, um, are going to have a tough road, a tough road to hoe the first few weeks of the season. And I think they'll get it together around the middle of the season towards the end. But I still think they're playoff material. But keeping it on Cam, I think you know Cam Newton is going to be a um, a big uh, pickup. He is a big pickup, big help for the New England Patriots. Um, again, you know, um, they didn't really add a bunch of weapons in the passing game. They decided to uh, franchise uh, uh, Joe Thune, offensive lineman. Um, and, again, they spent two early draft picks on tight ends for the first time since 2010. That was kind of a no-brainer. They picked up Devin Asai and Dalton Keene in the third round. Um, they already had Sonny, Sonny Michelle in the run, as a running back. And then they got Damian Harris, who was a third rounder last year. So, again, man, um, they've been you know trying to you know move around, you know move and shake. So they can put themselves in a position to still, even with the loss of two, you know, generational figures in Tom Brady and, and, and Rob Gronkowski, um, the Patriots are still going to be all right. Um, again, Cam, you know, provides some you know, very nice value and a bunch of upside. Okay, a, a bunch of upside. So I'm not really, you know, keen on the people talking about the Patriots don't have any weapons and things of that nature, man. You know, you just made the Patriots' running game one of the best in, in, in the AFC, if not the league. I mean, the threat of a quarterback who can run, if you follow football the last, you know, 10 years, you should know how this goes, all right? The offense is reading – when the offense is reading the defender, it becomes 11 on 10 if you run the play right. We got something, Bob? What's going on? I'm, I want to say this. Let's also look at the fact that that the Patriots – have always had an O-line that protected the quarterback. Okay. Before people talk about weapons, you know, and uh, what the receiving core is like there, look at the offensive mm-hmm. line. Look, like you said, look at that running game. Between that and the offensive line, it's not going to be all about Cam Newton. It's not going to be all about him. And again, just so people understand this, too, Cam's not going to do – it's not going to – is is not going to do every play. He's not going to do every play. I mean, you know, I mean, as hard as it is to believe, you know, they are going to let Stidham to uh, have some shots in there too. I, I want to see. I want to see that. If if Cam Newton is healthy, I want to see. I want to see how much burn Jared Stidham gets. If Cam Newton, if Cam Newton is healthy, but again, they didn't get Jared Stidham to you know keep him on the bench. But still in all, though, man, um, I guess you're right. You know, everything is not going to, you know, Cam is, is not going to run every play, but he's going to touch the ball every play. So he's going to be involved in it, whether it's giving the ball to Sonny Michelle or, you know, throwing it in, in the flat and getting it out there, you know, to James White and things of that nature. So, again, I'm not, you know, really, you know, interested in, you know, what the Patriots are really going to do. That's not really my problem or my situation. But I think that, again, the Patriots are in the conversation. They're, you know, they're back in the conversation. And would you, would you kind of consider and put Cam Newton in there as one of the greatest rushing quarterbacks of all time? And, and, and you know, up there with the, with the Lamars and the, and, the, and the Randall Cunninghams and the Michael Vicks. And would you, would you put Cam Newton in, 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 that, in, in, the, in that group? I would say I'm uh, thinking about that, Joe, because – I think Randall Cunningham was one of the greatest running quarterbacks. I think Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson's going to probably take that one over. 
real yeah. soon. And uh, so I might put him in there. I okay. might put him in there. You know, it's just, you know we also got to see how uh, we got to see how Lamar is going to play this year because if anyone really stands a chance of becoming the greatest running quarterback of all time, you know, it's going to be Lamar Jackson. I don't even think. I I don't even think Randall Cunningham could match the way he runs. I remember, you know, and you remember too, man, when, you know, we, you know, taking it back even further, further than Randall Cunningham. I, we thought that, you know, uh, Fran Tarkenton was the be-all, the end-all. You know what I mean? When it came to, you know, scrambling quarterbacks and things of that nature. But, um, you know, times have changed and stuff like that. But I think, um, again, man, if Cam, you know, is healthy and he plays 16 games, which isn't really a given at this point. Uh, we got our fingers crossed. Um, New England is going to you know, run through the division. He's the best quarterback in the AFC East already. Okay? Um, if you go back and watch what Joshua Daniels did when Jacoby Brissett, okay, when he was playing for the New England Patriots, and he started against Houston, I think this was like 2015, when Tom Brady was serving the um, deflate gate suspension. All right? They started out with read options. Okay? Um, so New England, you know, proceeded to run Jacoby Brissett, I think, about 10 times in that game. Um, Brissett is a good quarterback, but he's not really a fast runner. So, again, I think the, 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 the purpose of that game plan was to keep the Texans on their heels, to, 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 to put the threat of Jacoby Brissett running the football in their mind. So now, um, again, you know, keeping it on that theme, you know, Joshua Daniels, he drafted Tim Tebow in the first round. When he was doing this thing in when when he was doing this thing in Denver, and it wasn't because he could throw the ball all over the field, you know what I mean. So again, you know, going back to the health standpoint for New England, Julian Edelman and Nikhil Harry, they're not really you know jumping off the page at anybody from a throwing the football uh, standpoint. But again, Edelman is that guy. I don't know why people sleeping on Julian Edelman. How many rings Julian Edelman got? And that's not even the point. He runs tight routes. Okay, he can catch the ball, man. He's not the biggest dude in the world, but he makes some catches. All right, Cam can get him the ball. Okay, and uh, again, at the end of the day, man, when Edelman gets that ball, they're saying anything can happen. Um, and Nikhil Harry is a red zone monster. Okay, um, you know, and and he really didn't get that much attention put on him last year because you know AJ Brown and and Devo Samuel, you know, what I mean, was doing their numbers. Okay, and, and, and Nikhil didn't really do that much for New England. But, um, again, if Cam is healthy, the Patriots are going to be crazy on the offensive side of the ball. It's going to be crazy. You know what I mean? You go 12 personnel, two tight ends. You know what I mean? Run the ball down people's throat. Do some play option with Cam. Score 21 to 24 points and let your defense take over. So, again, man, I think that, you know, um, this is just you know the latest chapter in – you know, Cam Newton's football career, okay? Remember, um, again, you know, uh, from the days he stepped foot on, you know, at, back in Florida, that turned into Auburn, you know what I mean? And that turned into the NFL. So, again, it, it has never really has not been a time since we've heard about Cam Newton where people didn't argue about what it, whatever it is that he was doing. So, again, at the end of the day, man, I think, you know, um, you know, you know, Bill Belichick signed him, and we know we know the know the history and the story about Bill Belichick. Um, Cam is going to win this job, and if he doesn't win the job, you know, um, the the health is going to be a big part of it. But again, I think that um, 
you know, everybody came to the conclusion that he's going to be ready to get it popping. And again, um, this is house money for the Patriots. He gets a he gets a free roll with one of the most dynamic, you know, red zone threats to ever play this game. You know, a healthy can feels, you know, really, 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 really crazy because of how long it's been since we saw 16 full games from Cam Newton. All right? So if you can go from Tom Brady to getting a healthy Cam Newton for a couple years, you know, there's nothing going to change in the AFC East. Nothing. Nothing. Everything changed and nothing changed at the same time. Everything changed because Tom Brady is no longer in the AFC, but nothing changed because the Patriots are still the class of that division. And I'm gonna say, I and mean, I'm gonna keep saying it till till Miami, Buffalo, or the Jets prove me otherwise. They've had plenty of chances to prove that they want to, you know, take that next step up and be that competition for the Patriots. But it hasn't happened so far. You know what I mean? So again, um, we'll see what it is, man. We're gonna take a pause for the courses after further review 2.0, aka. Sideline pass. We get back in the building. We're going to talk a little NBA, talk about this bubble thing, man. Uh, we got Keith Avalon in the building. He's on his way. We got you covered. This is after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. Let's get it. Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rate. That's 863-294-5630 for Skis Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. 
Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Hey, so fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time, only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg 365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. Everybody get up, it's time to slam now. We got the real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Space jam. Here's your chance, do your dance at the Space Jam. All right. All right.
Bong bong, we're back in the building, man. After further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass, live and direct Tuesday night flavor. You know how we give it up, man. We've been in your ear and in your eye for a long time now. Um, I got the ubiquitous Bob James, a.k.a. Pretty Man Bob in the house, um, holding me down behind the boards and all that. This is Action VR Network, man, uh, if you ain't know. And uh, Spreaker.com is holding us down, man. We appreciate them. All right. Um, my man Bob James is behind the scenes building with some people, you know what I mean? So he may have some things to talk about later on down the line. Make sure you check out um, Wacko in the Morning, all right, and all of that on Action VR. Shout out to my man Sonny Cruz, man, wherever you are. That's my Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, fellow fan right there. That's my guy, Sonny Cruz. Make sure you check him out. That's my dude. Shout out to Sean Stewart, man, and everybody out there that's doing a doing a sports thing um you know what we are right now man it's very very uncertain times um again you know um there's a lot of uncertainty in regards to the you know uh you know sports coming back you know in, in general um i miss it i know you miss it too um we always talked about this even you know back in the days uh when everything was lovely um we talked about sports makes this thing go round, man as simple as that, you know what I mean? And um, if you want to get into the ballistics of that, you don't believe that, holler at me, 954-246-0398, and I'll put you on. Um, again, um, last week, um, the NBA schedule or what, you know, is comprised, what was going to be an NBA schedule was announced for all 22 teams that are heading into the Disney bubble. Um, you know, a lot of people were, you know, got the conversation flowing and started talking about basketball again and things of that nature. And I think once they actually get to playing, you know, um, the, the, the threat of somebody coming up with the COVID-19 is going to always be there. But I think once we get into a flow, if we, if we ever get into a particular flow, um, you know, um, it's going to, it's, it's going to be, uh, different. But at least it'll be back. Um, the schedule really it, it changes the outlook for some teams that are going to be down in Orlando. Um, some teams received really, really uh, uh, significant jumps or drops in strength of schedule compared to what they originally had before the hiatus um, in the middle of March. Um, the Pelicans, the 76ers, and the Boston Celtics all face you know kind of different roads to the postseason now. All right. While uh, the road gets a little shakier for Toronto, Miami, and Portland. All right. So again, we're going to run through a uh, a few teams, man, and 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 what they have to look forward to, or what we have to look forward to from them once the uh, NBA schedule resumes. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, their strength of schedule, you know, pretty much remained the same. So they're basically in the same boat as they were before the schedule release. They're really in no danger of losing the top seed in the East. Um, it really doesn't matter anymore without home court advantage. It's not like they're going to be playing in Milwaukee. So um, they'll use those eight games coming up to get Giannis Antetokounmpo and the rest of the roster back in shape and ready for a playoff run. And they're going to need it. You know what I mean? It's not like teams are going to be able to just coast. You know what I mean? These eight games are going to mean something to everybody. You know what I mean? It, it, it was just as... Uh, basic as just getting back into timing and, and getting familiar, familiar with your teammates again and getting into a basketball mindset. 
Okay? That's the bare minimum. You know? Um, the Los Angeles Lakers, you know, they really got the business in, in terms of this new uh, revised schedule. Um, you know, they, they had the 18th most difficult schedule before the hiatus. Now they have the third uh, hardest slate in Orlando. Um, they have a comfortable lead over the Clippers and the Nuggets. So the tough games really won't hurt them. Um, again, the tough games might make them better and get them ready for um, the playoff situation because it's a lot closer than it is, than, um, it is farther away. Um, I think the chief concern for the Lakers going into these seeding games will be trying to figure out the rotation. Um, Avery Bradley already announced that he will not be, um, you know, playing down in Orlando. Uh, but they, you know, turned around and signed J.R. Smith. So the Lakers replaced Avery Bradley with J.R. Smith. I think they have now um, kind of stepped it up on the defensive end a little bit. Um, J.R. Smith and LeBron are back together. Remember the infamous situation that happened in the NBA Finals with the, uh, you know, situation with J.R. Smith and, 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 and LeBron when they were in Cleveland and playing against the Golden State Warriors and um, a free throw was missed. And, you know, instead of going back up with the shot, J.R. Smith took it back, and, you know, it was the whole situation with LeBron. So, um, J.R. Smith, man, I think he can, you know, if he's right, he's another one of those guys. If he's right, he could definitely be a um, definitely be a component to a championship team. Um, the Los Angeles Clippers, though, they're the front runner still to, to challenge the Lakers in the West. Um, you know, their, their schedule really never really changed too much. Um, the biggest concern for them is Lou Williams. He's not, he's thinking about not coming back. So it's, that would be a tremendous blow to what the Clippers are trying to do. Um, but if he does come back, the Clippers should be one of those favorites to win the title. And then that, you know, that goes into a thing of conscience now. You know what I mean? Do you, do you want to risk? Because you are taking a risk. Let's just, you know, let's call it what it is, man. You're taking a risk going into this bubble, um, seeing what's going on with particular teams, um, most notably the Denver Nuggets, they had to shut their whole situation now. You know what I mean? Because a few of their team members had um, come down with the coronavirus. So, again, man, it's not, you know, it, it, we could talk all day about what we think this particular team is going to do and how we feel like this particular team may play or may not play. But, uh, again, it's all um, dependent on who shows up and who doesn't. Because, again, for the Clippers, a guy like Lou Williams not, you know, uh, uh, choosing to opt out is is serious for them, you know. And I don't blame Lou Williams. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I don't blame him. So for all the people talking about an asterisk, um, they shouldn't put an asterisk by, by you know whoever w ends up winning this thing. Um, I think they definitely should. They definitely should. You know, they and, and by the you know players opting out and you know not really having a clear, concise you know, feeling on what's really going on, hell yeah, they should put an asterisk on this. You know, but again, at the end of the day, you got the people that, you know, the, the political, I'm going to say it, the politically correct people. You always got people out there that's going to try to play like everything is lovely and it's a fairy tale and all that. It's not. Not at all. No way in the world. Okay, yeah, you had strikes and you had lockouts and you had other situations where, um, asterisks could have been put on championship titles. This is different. This is not like there's a hole in the roof. We got to postpone the game or there's traffic. A team couldn't get to the state. Knock it off. This has got nothing to do with that. 
This is a health pandemic. So if you're actually having to decide whether to play the game that pays you, play the game that feeds your family, play the game that puts food on your table, if you have to decide on whether or not if you're going to play that, and it's got to be serious. And you got to take it serious. So for the people who um, want basketball and all sports, for that matter, to come back, man, you know, I think, uh, you know, not really thinking about the big picture because these guys have families to go back to. You know what I mean? They got families that they're even going to miss during this, you know, um, um, unique situation. So, again, I think that um, with everything that goes on, um, that has to really, really be a big consideration. And some people are acting like that's not a big consideration. The whole reason why we're here in the first place. Okay? And I think that um, that's on them. And, and I got to keep it so real with you. I'm not really, you know, a fan of people, you know, you know, trying to go along to get along and then something happens to you. You know what I mean? Knock on wood, hoping that nothing does happen to you. But say that something does because you're not following the rules. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. If you're running right here without a mask on, okay, you don't care about yourself. But that tells me you don't care about me. And, yo, I'm not going to let that happen. Period. So if you don't care about you, that's fine. When you, when you, when you talk about, oh, it's with a heavy heart that I have announced that I contracted, what you want me to do? And that, and that would be my answer. You can call it whatever you want to call it. You can say whatever you want to say, 954-246-0398, and we can talk about it. I'm only being as real and as thorough as you know me to be, straight like that. You running around here at the beach and, 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 and coughing on people and all this, and the next thing you know, you got coronavirus. Now you want somebody to feel sorry for you. No, it's not happening. It's not happening, period. So write that down, take a picture, do what you need to do with it. Whatever makes you feel good, do what you got to do with it. Because if you're not concerned about you, I'm not concerned about you either. Straight like that. So for this bubble situation, man, it's different for a lot of these younger guys, man. It's different for them. And how they're doing the older guys, the coaches and things of that nature is different too. Everybody's under pressure right now. Everybody. So, again, I don't blame anybody for, you know, deciding not to, you know, go to, you know, Orlando or wherever. If it's baseball, if it's football, if it's hockey, I don't, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Because, again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a proponent of, you know, just saying, you know what, just let it go. Come back next year. But, no, we know what it's about. It's about the economics. So we're not, I'm not going to get into putting the economics before people's health because we see what it is. And for all the people that try to explain it off, please, 954-246-0398, we can talk about it. Because I'm not here to sell nobody no dream. We're not here to talk about, oh, we, you know, if we had it our way, if we had it our way, it wouldn't be no coronavirus. How about that? If we had it our way, you know, um, we'd be doing a whole bunch of different stuff right now. So, again, um, we have to deal with what we have to deal with. And if people choose not to for, you know, um, you know they're, they're thinking about their families or you know, whatever they got to deal with, then that's fine. That's fine with me. I got no problem with it. 
Not at all. Um, the Boston Celtics, I think that one of them, you know, they're one of the teams that are really benefiting from this. If there's any benefits to be had, um, they're going to be fully healthy. They're going to have one of the more favorable schedules as well. They're going to play Portland, Brooklyn, Orlando, Memphis, and the Wizards. All those teams are under 500. So that actually could allow them to um, overtake Toronto for the number two seed in the East. And speaking of Toronto, um, you know, the, the Raps had a tough remaining schedule to begin with. All right. Um, but they were handed, you know, they, they, they got the razor blades to cut their throats in Orlando. Okay. They have eight games. Six of them are against teams with 39 or more wins, including games against the Bucks and the Lakers. Okay. They don't have any games against any teams who are not in position to go to the playoffs. So, um, again, you know, the Raptors, they would benefit from hanging on to that number two seed since it would mean going into the first round against, you know, um, Orlando or Brooklyn or Washington as opposed to the 76ers, the Indiana Pacers, or the Miami Heat. All right? Um, the Denver Nuggets. Now, we don't know what the situation is going to be with them. They had to shut their home training facility situation down. Um, they had a tough remaining schedule before the shutdown anyway, um, and it's going to stay that way at you know in Orlando. Um, I think that the West is really interesting because it takes away the home court advantage. All right, so really seeding doesn't really matter as much, and those 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 individual um, matchups become that much more important. And uh, again. Um, I don't know about tanking. You know, um, we'll have to see. I, I don't think the, the the setup teams for the matchups that they want, that's a situation that people were talking about. You know what I mean? They can kind of like try to figure and finagle their way into getting that particular position that they want in the playoffs. Um, as far as the number two through seven seed in the West, all those teams are within four wins of each other. So, again, I think that um, it's going to be really, really hard because, again, teams are battling for position. And, again, those top four are going to be the, uh, the quote-unquote, home court advantage. Those will be the ones with the better hotels and all that. Um, but, again, the Denver Nuggets shut their situation down. So, we, you know, that is in a, uh, a, a state of flux right now as far as the Denver Nuggets are concerned. Um, the Philadelphia 76ers, you know, they, they hit the jackpot. Okay, um, as far as the schedule is concerned, and that should give them every opportunity to move up from the number six spot in the East. Um, they, they their schedule leads off with the Indiana Pacers. They may or may not have Victor Oladipo. Then they get to uh, 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 play five straight teams games against teams that are under five hundred. All right, so this means that you know Joel Embiid, uh, Ben Simmons, <laughs> those guys they could start off and Orlando at six and zero. And um, build some serious momentum heading into the playoffs. But as we all know, I, I, I'm not really, you know, going to bank on that. I wouldn't bet the mortgage on that happening. You know what I mean? Um, as long as you know the Sixers and, and teams like that are going to be in situations where people are going to question them and doubt them, then you know, um, I don't think that they put pressure on themselves, especially in this 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 scenario where we're at. Okay, they're just happy to be down there. And, and it, I think they have the mindset that anything can happen. Okay, now, 
proved me wrong. Okay, because the schedule is right there in front of you. You start off with the Pacers. Then you play five teams that are all under 500. They're all going to be hungry. They're all going to be trying to get in this thing. So, again, if, if you have to have that playoff mindset and mind frame, it should start right here and now, especially for a team like the Sixers. Okay? I don't want to hear anything about, you know, the strategy and, and what Brent Brown is going to do and how Embiid and Simmons are going to survive on the court together. That has nothing to do with nothing. But it has everything to do with everything, though. But again, now, you know, what kind of, you know, how much, you know, um, you know, arm twisting that you can do. You know what I mean? It's not a regular situation no more. They're making it easier for the Sixers, you know, to do what you need to do. All right, we all know the situation with them. Um, when they're at home in Philly, the Wells, Wells Fargo Arena, they're a great team. When they're on the road, not so much. So now they have to get that into their mental where every game that they're playing is going to be a technically a road game. You know what I'm saying? But they still got to show up and do what they need to do. So that's why I'm not really that, that big on what the Sixers are, are, are attempting to do. Um, the Miami Heat, they're another victim of uh, a rough schedule. They went from having the 14th you know, highest strength of schedule to the second most uh, highest uh, straight to schedule down in Disney. Um, they're in that log jam in the East, four through six. So, again, falling to the sixth seed wouldn't really be the worst thing in the world for them. You know what I mean? Um, even though they've lost both of their matchups to the Boston Celtics this season. And the Celtics are currently number three in the East. So that would be their matchup in the playoffs. So that's why that gets talked about. Um, the Houston Rockets. The Rockets' schedule got a little bit more difficult, but a lot of people seem to like them for this uh, bubble situation down in Orlando um, because their players are going to be really rested for the stretch. You know, James Harden fatigue has is, is really, you know, been um, suggested as a cause for why Houston Rockets have had recent playoff failures. So hopefully that won't be a factor this time around. Um, P.J. Tucker should also be fresh, all right, because um, he has really uh, uh, incredible – demands placed on him on the defensive side of the ball when the Rockets go to that small ball configuration. So, again, um, I want, I'm interested in seeing how um, uh, 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 Russell Westbrook, you know, um, you know, with his being out there doing his thing in, in, as far as, you know, for um, the, 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 the uh, rights um, and things of that nature for uh, the, the, the boycotts and, and rallies and protests and stuff like that. So, Again, I like to see where his mental is at coming back now where he has to go into a basketball uh, mindset. Um, the Utah Jazz, all right, they have a you know favorable Orlando schedule, but uh, questions are going to be uh, about how the Jazz will look without Bojan Bogdanovic. Right, that's the team's second leading scorer, and um, he is really their only um, high-volume uh, three-point threat. All right, they're number four in the West. But they're only two and a half games ahead of um, the Dallas Mavericks. So if things go poorly for them in the eight games, um, the Jazz could conceivably you know, play themselves into a first-round matchup against the Los Angeles Clippers. All right? Um, the Dallas Mavericks, they're uh, another um, team that has been given a more lenient schedule. Okay? Um, they had the Phoenix Suns twice. They played Sacramento. They played Portland. Um, which should give Luka Doncic, you know, Porzingis and uh, the Mavericks a good chance to move up from the seventh spot 
and avoid a potential first round matchup uh, with the Los Angeles Clippers. So that's that's what that is, man. Um, the New Orleans Pelicans they had the easiest schedule of all twenty two teams in Orlando. Um, they're the only team that has a combined opponent winning percentage below five hundred. I and each of their last six opponents own losing records. So again, it puts them in a great spot to chase down Memphis for that number eight seed, um, whether outright or in a uh, play-in series. So, which was what I think they should have did in the first place at a play-in series, you know. But that's just me. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies, man, you know they they been doing their thing. Um, still at number eight spot is, is shaky right now. New Orleans is going to be breathing down their neck. So John Morant, Jaron Jackson, and those guys are going to do everything they need to do to keep them off. Um, again, we're going to see how everything is going to roll. We're just going, you know, just talking out of, you know, the strength of hoping right now. You know, we still got a few more weeks to go before everything gets settled. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to have some basketball to talk about. Um, we're about to take a pause for a cause. When we come back, man, we're going to get into some baseball, get into some other stuff, man. Keith Avalon is on his way. This is After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. Let's get it. Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. 
Together, we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rates. That's 863-294-5630 for Skis Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped Every relationship we've cultivated belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! 
So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time only on one nostalgic weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg 365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today.
for the 6 o'clock news. Today, June 25th, 1962, the Supreme Court has ruled that school prayer and Bible reading will cease in all public school systems. It is now official. God has been removed from the classroom in the United States of America. We back in the building, man. I brought some friends with me. You know what I mean? Because I was I was out, man. It's a nice evening, um, you know. And the best way that we can all communicate is by this um, means that we call the telephone and all that good stuff. And technology is such a wonderful thing. Um, I got my man OG Wood. You in the house? You here? Who there? I'm here. All right, congratulations to you once again, man, on your wedding over the weekend, man. I know you had a great time. Shout out to the missus and all that. Um, we gonna get up, man. I owe, I owe you a gift. I owe you a gift, man. She said, "Thank you." Well, you know what I want. You know, you know what I'm saying. But I like. I yeah, yeah. We are gonna talk about that behind the scenes. We talk about that behind the scenes. Um, listen. Um, I don't want to take no more time away, man. We was waiting for my man to call in. He was handling his business on the other side. You know, we love when he comes to man on the rare occasions where we get to talk some um, sports and we get to talk some uh, uh, board gaming. Uh, Keith Avalo, man, Play.com is in the building. He has a big announcement about an event that's going on. I'm hyped and charged about it myself. But I'm going to let him 
introduce himself and introduce the event, and then we can get into it, man. I'm really, really excited to talk about it. Keith, what's good, man? How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate, uh, Appreciate being you. able to talk to all the, sp- all the sports board gamers out there. Yep, sir. Uh, so, yeah, we had our convention scheduled for Denver. It's our third year in a row, and uh, obviously with the coronavirus, we had to cancel it. Like pretty much everybody else is canceling their get-togethers. <clears throat> but we really wanted to do something to kind of keep the community intact and to build community. So uh, we decided to do sort of an online, you know, I, I, I hate to call it a convention. Fact, it, the official name is Play Not Con. Our uh-huh. convention name is Play.Con. Uh, we're calling it Play Not Con because we're, we, 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 there are a lot of people in the hobby who are kind of, uh, kind of, you know, uh, tentative about technology. Uh, a lot of us like to play our games by ourselves. Right, uh, and, right. And, and, <laughs> I mean, it's not—it's not a slam. It's just—it's just what we like. Right. But some of us, you know, some some people are more comfortable with technology than other people. So we didn't want to do something that only part of the group would be able to, you know, get excited about. So we kind of did—we kind of decided to do a, 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 an online get together in two phases. One of them is. Uh, an online, uh, sort of like an online cooperative gameplay day, which will be Saturday, August 8th, where we'll all gather together. We're using Facebook because, I mean, you have to have, these days you have to have at least some technological savvy, right? So Facebook, mm-hmm. pretty, much, pretty much everybody has Facebook. So we're going to use, we've created a special, uh, like, NotCon convention page. And that's going to serve as like a clearinghouse for information and results and where people are going to go to post, you know, a, a quick synopsis of what they did, what games they played. And, and, uh, but, but it's not going to be something where you've got to, you know, it's not a zoom room. You're not, you know, having, you're not interacting with people, uh, in real time. It's more like a, like, like Facebook, you know, you can post a, 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 a GIF, you can post a photo, you can post a little video, you can just post text, whatever you want, whatever you're most comfortable with, but pretty much everybody does Facebook these days. So, um, you know, the first part, the first day of the, of the uh, online event will be uh, totally, uh, you know, uh, I, I, what, I want, what I want, it's, not, it's not interactive. It's going to be like a, like a cooperative event where you're playing your, your baseball game or your, your golf or whatever it is on your own and you're reporting the results. Mm-hmm. And it'll be coordinated. So everybody will get free, you know, there'll be free teams who are doing this. Uh, we're doing this tournament with with uh, a group of 36 teams, all of which re- representing all of Major League Baseball, each of the franchises of Major League Baseball, and then some vintage franchises as well. But the, the, the twist is that each of the teams finished at or around 500. So they're not great teams, but they're not bad teams. You know, there's some pretty, right. there's some pretty, pretty good teams. I think, you know, the 73 Mets are in there. You know, they won the World Series with a barely over 500 record. So there are some... You know, every team is roughly the same in terms of ability. So the idea is you'll pick your favorite team, and then you will play it against uh, a two-game series against another team that we'll assign to you. So we're calling, that's why we're calling it the favorite 500 team, uh, favorite 500 tournament. So uh, we'll have as many you know as many people as want to be part of it. I, I think we're going to have you know maybe a couple hundred people playing, uh, uh, and and everybody will just you know play a two-game series, but. You know, on average, that should be each team should be playing about 15, 20 games. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we'll just add up the standings, and whichever team from each league 
has the best winning percentage will advance to our, you know, World Series, which will be a one-game, you know, winner-take-all type deal, which will stream live at the end of the day on Saturday. So that's the morning activity. You'll log on, you'll, you'll download the teams, you'll pick which teams you want to play, you'll play your two games, you'll report them, you'll play a third game if the series is tied, and then we'll add up the numbers and see which teams win, and then we'll, we'll have that matchup at the end of the day. Then that's the morning. The afternoon... We're going to go to golf. We chose the two uh, favorite things of our convention, the two biggest, the two most participated in events, so the baseball tournament and the golf tournament. And the golf tournament, is, it's super fun. It's, 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 like, uh, it's just like, a, like watching golf on TV on Sunday with uh, your leaderboard. And, you know, everybody, everybody starts out, you know, uh, even, but then we play two rounds on, uh, on our selected course. We have a special course that we're going to announce shortly for this event. We're actually creating this course for this event. And so everybody will choose one of six different, uh, basically pro- professional golfer profiles. You got the big hitter, you know, Bubba Watson, you got the, you know, the, the magician, uh, that gets out of, you know, that gets out of the hazard, like Tiger Woods type, uh, you know, with, with crazy great shots. You got, you know, the all around season pro, the thing, you know, there's the six different profiles. Each of them are, you know, essentially equal in terms of scoring ability. And so you'll choose which guy you want to be, and then you'll play that profile, uh, you know, on, on our course. And then we'll, uh, you know, the top, we'll have a playoff round, uh, you know, a playoff hole, a sudden death playoff if, if it's tied, and that will be the afternoon where we'll play two rounds on our, our special uh, tournament golf course, and then we'll have a, uh, you know, a playoff round if necessary, and that also will be streamed live. And in addition to that, we will also have uh, a couple of online seminars. We're going to do a, a seminar on game mods. Uh, you know, people like, to, people, people like to bling out their games. You know, they like to have special dice or, or custom cards or a lot of guys have 3D printers. You know, they like to make... Right, right, right. And, right. Uh, so, so we've got a panel of guests, kind of an all-star panel. Uh, of guys who've done, been there and done it, and uh, they'll give their tips on, on like, like how to make the, uh, a great play mat. You know, how do you how do you go about it? Uh, what do you need to include? What's it, you know what what don't you need to put on your play mat? Uh, and all kinds of different things. So we'll spend an hour, you know, you know, bouncing that back and forth. That'll be in the middle of the day, and then later in the day we've got uh, a really special guest, uh, Mike Fitzgerald, who is a uh, world world renowned uh, game designer. He's designed uh, Mystery Rummy. He's, I mean, we're talking you know millions of of uh, units sold. Uh, he's he's the guy that designed Baseball Highlights 2045, which is a big seller the last couple of years. Um, uh, Diamonds. He's he's you know he's a, a mainstream game designer who also loves sports. Uh, he's a big sports board gamer, and uh, so he's going to join us to talk for an hour. Game design principles and uh, specifically how they apply sports games, and you know what uh, what makes a good sports game, and uh, you know what uh, what his favorite sports games are. He'll talk about some of his favorite sports game moments. He's had some great ones, so that'll be the uh, the second seminar with Mike, and then we'll do our our stream with our uh, uh, championship, uh, you know, our, our playoff holes for golf, our, our title baseball game and then we'll do we'll wrap it all up with some some giveaways surprise giveaways and that's just day one (laughs) (laughs) no doubt 
I'm giving you a chance to say something here because I should feel like I'm taking up. No, I, I mean, yeah, no, no, no. It, it's it's going to be, I know uh, for the, the um, un, un, uninitiated, man, it sounds like a lot, but it's really going to be a fun time, man. As a past World Series winner, I can definitely testify and say that it's going to be a great day. It's just going to be the vibe. It's going to be a little different because everybody's going to be, you know, at home instead of being in one big, you know, uh, communal area which is still going to be uh, 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 a great vibe altogether, man. So keep going, man. Talk about get day two. I know you, I was trying to give, let you catch some air because day one sounds like a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. day, yeah day one is going to be – and, you know, I'll be honest with you. It's, it's a little scary to try to do this. You know, and I don't right. think anybody in our hobby has done this. You know, try to do okay. an online cooperative event with, you know, a, a, a multitude of gamers – it, it's it's a little bit scary because you know a lot could go wrong and stuff could get messed up and and we we want to make sure everybody has a really good experience so we're really knuckling down that it, we're, it's kind of baby steps for day one you know we're gonna get our feet wet with it it's, it shouldn't be too difficult everybody knows Facebook you know everybody's gonna just be playing on their own time their own schedule right. We, right. we feel pretty comfortable about it now day two we're gonna step it up and try some new stuff and that's our we have a little bit smaller group, although we've got, you know, about 100 people for our, for our second day. And that's going to be interactive. We've got a Discord server set up, and uh, we'll, you'll, we'll actually gather there. It's set up like a, kind of like a, like a convention hall where you've got a, like a main lobby room, and then you've got, you've got rooms to the side that you can go into with, with you know, fellow gamers. Uh, and there's video capability, so, you know, not only will you be able to, you know, it's not like you're just texting stuff. You're actually able to talk. And right. uh, so we'll, we'll have uh, some activities in the main room, uh, mainly like sort of, well, one of them will be, uh, one of them is a, uh, 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 a visit to the Play Games Museum where I'm going to stream, uh, you know, I'm going to go back into the, uh, the crawl space and dig out all my old, all the old prototypes of games and, some game ideas and, you know, just kind of reminisce a little bit. So we've been around for, you know, a long time. I got a lot of junk stored up. And I thought, you know, a lot of people, people seem to be interested in seeing that old stuff. And, and like the original History Maker Baseball, uh, you know, chart sequence. It's like way different than what it looks like now. <laughs> and that kind of stuff. So we'll have that in the great, like in the main lobby area. But we're actually, we're going to have two tournaments as well. One in the morning, one in the afternoon. Except these, rather than being like offline, where you play offline and just report your results, in these tournaments, you'll actually be playing against other people in real time, live okay. on on Discord. So you'll okay. see them. You'll 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 play against them, uh, and you'll you know you'll roll the dice. We're, we're working on. Uh, I, I think we're about I'm about about seventy five percent confident in this. It'd be like a dice rolling bot, so that you know instead of having to say, "Hey, did you really roll a twenty four? You know what what. You know, you would actually be able to see it on the screen with a, with right. a dice rolling bot. So, you know, uh, uh, we're going we're gonna to do Fury Hardball, which is kind of a hybrid um, uh, Fury sport uh, for in the morning. It's going to be super, super fun turn. It's going to be a mini season. We're going we're gonna to put – here's what we're going to do. We're going to divide everybody up. We're going to put four people in a room. You're going to play everybody in that room once. So you're going to play so, – so two, two people are going to be playing at a time. Two people uh-huh. will be watching. One of those people will be keeping score. The other one will be like reading the charts. The other two will okay. be playing each okay. other, and then and then, and you rotate around. Right. So everybody will play. Everybody will play. Everybody once, uh, and one person will leave the room as the champion. 
you know. Uh, we right. did this at the convention last year with Fury Football, where you play everybody once. So if, if you know if one get, if one guy goes three and zero, oh, he's the champion. If two guys go two and one, well, it's the guy that won between the two of right. them that advances. So it's really clean and simple, and uh, we're going to use that for the first round, and then everybody that exits the room will go into another room with with three other people who also exit the room, and we'll do it again. And so it should mm-hmm. be a, about a three hour process, mm-hmm. uh, and at the end we'll have uh, you know a champion. Should be super fun. But again, you'll be you'll be going into that Discord room, and you'll you'll have video. You'll be able to see the guy you're playing. You'll be able to see the other two people who you're you know sharing the room with, and it should be a really fun. I mean, it's not as good as being together in person, but it should be. I, I really think it'll be it'll be uh, pretty fun. Yeah, it's um, gonna, it's going to be good, man. The next best thing to be in there. Yeah, and you know, it's in some ways it's even better because you know, let's face it, not everybody can make it to Denver. Uh, right. you know, for, for right. a three day weekend, uh, uh right. we got a lot of people who are, who are, I mean, we got people in Europe that are going to be part of this. Uh, mm. so in many ways, you know, in some ways it's better than a, than a, than a real convention, you know, right. not in terms of the, of the personal contact, but it's, you know, we'll be able to meet some of these people who we've, we've talked to and, you know, exchanged posts with, we've heard about, uh, right. we'll actually be able to spend some time with them in person. You know, online. So I think it, I think it really will be pretty cool, uh, as long as we can make the technology work. And Sam is, you know, very confident that this will work. So, so that'll be the that'll be the morning. We'll do the uh, we'll do Fury Hardball in the morning. The afternoon is going to be just as much fun. It's it's football themed though. I don't know if you uh, read uh, the newsletter article, but so here's what we did. We we found 16 uh, undefeated college football champions, yes. national champions. Yes. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Okay, good. <laughs> so we've we've got a cumulative record of two hundred and zero. None of these right. teams ever lost. Right. But that but that's going to end uh, on Sunday, August ninth. We're going to have our own bowl series where we, we've got twenty four different bowls. We're going to post the list of the bowl, of the bowl games. We've actually named the different bowl games. So you got the mm-hmm. uh, amicable. They've got sponsors. They got the play sponsors too. So there's like the amicable insurance friendship bowl. Um, I'm trying to think of some of, the, some of the other ones. There's the Platinum Bowl. There's the uh, the Snooze Inn Hotel's Daffodil Bowl. Uh, <laughs> one of the one of the lesser bowls. But we have right. 24 different bowls. And and what we'll do is we'll assign you know two people to a room to a bowl game. You're playing right. in the you know, you're playing in the Platinum Bowl. And then you pick your team. The other guy picks his team. And boom, Uh-oh. just like that, you got a matchup for the ages of two undefeated teams. Right. Yeah. And so then. So, so we'll have. So there's only 16 teams, and we'll probably right. have about 50 people playing. So there will be some duplication, but that's the beauty of it: is that at the end of the afternoon, we'll add up all the wins and losses, and the team that you know has the best winning percentage will be declared national champion of all time. That's what it is. I can't wait for that. Um, again, especially man, as being a, a big second season ahead. Oh, that's right. Now that I got you live on the air in front of everybody. Um, I, um, I'm up to my Super Bowl in the 2019 season, the second season. My Super Bowl is Baltimore Ravens and Seattle Seahawks. Okay. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to be hitting you behind the scenes for my, I should be getting my cup really soon. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm up to, yeah, I'm up to in, um, the 77 Yankees. I'm up to 
the American League Championship Series with the Yankees and Texas Rangers in America League, and the National League is the Phillies and Cincinnati Reds. So um, that 77 season, is, I read through the whole season, the whole regular season. I did. The whole regular The Yankees won 118 games. That's awesome. The whole, the whole regular season I ran through. Um, I'm finishing up season now. The XFL season I'm almost finished with. Go ahead. Now, do you have any, like, uh, what were the memorable moments of the Yankee season? Do you have any no-hitters? Or- oh, man, a bunch of them. A, a, a bunch of them. Yo, Reggie Jackson was the strikeout king of the world. The first, like, <laughs> 40, 30 games of the season, like, what is going on with this guy? And the decided dice was killing me, Keith. The decided I would have taken the throw it out the window, but that's like the only one I had. So I could I had to hold on to it. I just look at it crazy. You know what I mean? But um um Gidry, four complete games. Um a big surprise to me was Mickey Rivers from the leadoff spot. He had like seventy five RBIs. Um I couldn't beat the Texas Rangers in the regular season for nothing. <laughs> Thanking them now, and, and, and it, that Texas Rangers team is crazy. I forgot they had um, Bump Wills and, and, and um, Toby Harrow. I forgot. And um, this, it, it was just, it was just a, a, a great thing, the up and down, man. The two, I was um, no home advantage to further notice for like about a month. From June right. to July, I had no home field advantage. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I made it through that. Um, I, but well, here's the unique thing. What I did, Keith. Here's the unique thing. What I did. I broke up those divisions into three. Because remember, the, you know, in, in those days it was just the East and the West. I made the East. That's right. The and the West. You know what I mean? And I, I just because it's your own universe. You could do what you want to do with it. You know what I mean? So I, I just kind of like throw a little monkey wrench into the in, into the into the flow. But yeah, man, it's a bunch of memorable moments. A lot of uh, walk offs. For and against, um, the bad errors by Bucky Dan at the worst time. Uh, Willie Randolph was hurt for a stretch. Hold on, I got my stats right here. Hold on, wait a minute. I got my <laughs> stats right here. Don't play with me. I got my stats right here. We're doing this live and direct. I got Keith Avalon in the building, man. I'm hyped in charge. We got the play not com coming up, man, August the 8th, man. It's going to be really, really exciting. Um, yeah, I got the whole schedule right here, man. Um, again, at the end of the day, um, my, my team did their numbers and I was proud of them and I didn't cheat Keith. Like, why don't you cheat? If I cheat, it takes, it takes the fun out of it. Why cheat? Right. Why cheat? Nah, you know what I mean? I would why never suspect that? you of that. Yeah, that, don't, that doesn't make sense, yo. Um, so let me run down real quick. Reggie, um, he hit 279. He had 29 home runs and 102 RBIs, right? But Keith. Yeah. He struck, he struck out 178 times. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That's crazy. He struck, he struck out 178 times. Um, Greg Nettles was hurt at the beginning of the season. I think he missed about 20 games. But he came on strong. He finished with 100 RBIs. He had 27 home runs. Um, Thurman Munson, God bless the dead. Thurman Munson, 366. Yo, yeah. he was going crazy for me. Thurman Munson was going crazy. But then him and Reggie got into it. Him and Reggie got into it around Memorial Day, so I had to, you know, I had to put Reggie on the bench for a little while. But um Thurman was Thurman was that guy. But on the on the pitching on the pitching end, uh, let me see, real quick, because I got my stats right here. Gidry was seventeen and five. Okay. Hmm. He pitched 
he pitched to a, a 3.53 ERA. He had 207 strikeouts. Um, he faced 867 batters. He gave up. He gave up 14 home runs, and he had four complete games. Nice. Uh, uh, Mike Torres was 17 and five, pitched to a 4.23. Don Gullett was 21 and eight. I could always rely on him. So it was a loser streak. Gullett, when his turn to come up, I'm good. I got him. He was 21 and eight. Um, Ed Figueroa was 12 and 10. Um, Sparky Lau had 43 saves. Yeah, he pitched to a 0.73. Sparky Lau was the man. But yeah, man, I had, I had fun with it. I'm up to the championship series right now. And when and when they win the World Series, whoever wins the World Series, Keith, instead of them piling mm-hmm. on top of each other, I'm just going to take the cards and throw them all up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm gonna take the car. Yo, I run, I I have um I have little you know little game pieces or whatever. When they hit somebody hits a home run, I run them around the ball. Oh, man, it's crazy. I, like you said, yeah, you have to be into your own frame of mind, yo. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people might not understand it. You know what I'm saying? But for me, that's how I, I can you know it helps to smooth me out because I put myself in the game. I'm yeah. the coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um. I'm the manager of the New York Yankees. What do you do? Everything that happens in a baseball game um, happens in history maker baseball. You know what I mean? And, and, and for me, I look forward to it. You have your and here's the oh here's the part I want to ask you about. I write my lineup out right. I write my lineup out for baseball. Now I get a game day injury. Do I scratch them off? Do I scratch them out and I replace them with somebody, or do I wait till the next game? You scratch him out. It's a game day scratch. Ah, that's what I thought she was going to say. Okay, so I was playing it right. Yeah, oh, man. I had two two starts that Gidry needed to make against the Royals. And he came, I rolled a six. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, you're killing me right now. And I was like, ah, yeah. do I do it or do I not do it, Keith? Do I do it or do I not do it? <laughs> ah, I said, I do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, and then we ended up winning anyway. That was one of the spot starts that um, Catfish Hunter had made. Okay, he finished yeah. fourth. Yeah, so again, man, it, you 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 have a lot of options. You know what I mean? And it and it, and it really defeats the purpose if you try to go 162 and 0, because that makes no sense. You know what I mean? Reggie Jackson's not going to hit a thousand home runs. That's not going. That's not going to happen. You know. But Keith, I was close to ripping his card, and that yo, we was playing the Cleveland Indians. Reggie struck out four times. Top of the ninth, I think Jim Bibby was still pitching for Cleveland. We was down three to one. We had runners at second and third and two outs. Oh, man. So I roll a dice. Bang. It comes up the decided dice. So you already know the end result of this. Yeah, I roll the yeah, decided yeah. die. comes up blank. I look at this Reggie Jackson car, yo. And, in the, and, and, and while this is going, he's in the midst of a horrible slump. He's in the midst of a horrible slump. So I'm mm-hmm. looking at it. I said, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But he had some moments where he did come through, too. So I can't really say it was all bad. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I enjoy, you know, playing it. I play. I got the Miami Hurricanes. I'm halfway through that season with the college football. Um, the XFL, I'm playing that. Um <laughs> I, yo, I, I got it. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan, man. So I'm really looking forward to the um, play not con. 
um, convention. And it's going to be it's going to be great. I think that um, the only thing, like you said, will be missing is the personal interaction. You know what I mean? But we'll get that. Anything that you could do in a personal interaction, we should be able to do seeing each other. You want to exchange numbers, whatever, whatever. You could do. You could still do that. So I think that um, it, it might be a, a pioneering situation where you might find other groups that want to do something like this. But, hey, I'm down to do the test run. I'm looking forward to day one and day two. The college football thing is when I'm can, – can you talk about a couple of the teams that you have in the college football um, tournament? Yeah. Uh, so uh, we got uh, – they're basically 20 – starts at 2010 Auburn mm-hmm. uh, and Cam, Cam Newton. Man, Cam Newton. Cam. Unbelievable. He's like a one-man wrecking crew. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, uh, you know, there's there's 2010 Auburn, uh, 2009 Alabama with uh, um, Mark Ingram. Uh, You know, there's – I I just finished uh, the ratings for 1995 Nebraska. Okay. Man. Oh, my gosh. Can that – Is that Tommy Frazier? Yeah, Tommy Frazier, right? Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. I'm on. Uh, I'm on Green. Is the is the. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have they have a, a bevy of running backs, but yeah, Lawrence Phillips when he was right, in yeah. trouble. Right. No yeah. doubt. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah man. They, wow. They are going to be hard to stop on the ground. Holy smoke! Yeah. Just unbelievably overpowering. And then there's 2005 Texas. Vince Young. Okay. Vince Young. Vince, right. 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 That that team scored like 650 points in a, in a 12 game season. It's like <laughs> you you look down the list of the scores. It's like 65 to 10, 57 right. to threes. Oh man! Right. Unbelievable. And, and, and they justified they justified it all in the Rose Bowl. They justified yeah. it all in the Rose. You know what I mean? Like you, whatever you say about Vince Young, you can't take that moment away from him. He really, no, you know, no. yeah, he gave it to USC, man. It was crazy. But, yeah, man, I'm really, really looking forward to that, man, some, you know, college football makes it's a different vibe. You know what I mean? So if, if, if you really put yourself into the, that coach framework and coach, you know, coach mindset when you're playing second season, imagine, you know, with the college football, you know what I mean? Because you've got a 1980 Georgia with Herschel Walker, Buck Baloo, and those guys, the Miami, those yeah. Miami Hurricane teams, you know what I'm saying? That, that's my squad, Miami Hurricanes. I mean, we yeah, was winning championships. We wasn't even trying, right? <laughs> it was yeah, just fall, especially when we had, like, Steve Walsh at quarterback. We had Derek, Dennis Erickson. Salute to him. Dennis Erickson was our coach. Titles and number one rankings were falling to our last. Miami State, Miami, Florida State couldn't get a, a field goal straight against us. We lucked out so much, man, those Miami teams. But, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that, man. When the list comes up, I'm, I'm going to snatch my team early. I'm just letting you know now. I'm going to snatch my spot up early. <laughs> but no um, back to um, the Cam Newton. What's, what's your thoughts, man, on, on the New England Patriots um, signing Cam to a one-year uh, contract? Oh, I, you know – there's so so many things about that that are interesting. First of all, that he would sign with New England when uh, you know Belichick was making all this noise about Jared Steedham being his his guy. Mm-hmm. Second of all, that he, that he would sign for the minimum, uh, you know, the league minimum. It's like that's. I mean, I know it's incentive. He's got some big incentives. Mm-hmm. Maybe 
maybe he knows something that, uh, you know, we don't, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe he's going to be starting X number of games, but, uh, right. the fact that he would sign for the league minimum with new England, uh, but the fact that he would sign for the league minimum is surprising. The fact that new England would sign him is also, I think, maybe surprising is not the right word. Maybe, maybe mm. the better word is just like, how did Belichick pull that off? Interested, interested. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I look at it like this, man. You know, from a from a a, a number of different um, uh, perspectives. Uh, first of all, you know, Cam um, injury notwithstanding is, is is one of the the best that that you know you throw him out there. He's one of the best that did it. That's doing it. Um, but all that's contingent on his health. Um, he's to me. He's already the best quarterback in the AFC East already. Um, right. That puts that puts New England. <clears throat> that puts excuse me. That puts New England in, in the mix. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that they jump to the front of the line because Patrick Mahomes is like, hey, I'm over here. Lamar's like, hey, I'm over here. Then you got Ryan Tannehill and you know, ben, you know, Ben Roethlisberger is coming back. So it's going to be crazy in the AFC. But I think that. Um, you know the, the the league minimum thing notwithstanding, Cam is betting on himself. That's all. That's all. That's all that amounts to for me. He's betting on himself. Um, I think if he can, you know, have a, a season where um, they can utilize the Sonny Michels and the James Whites out of the backfield, which is going to be crazy. Josh McDaniels got a lot to play with now. Um, Julian Edelman is is really reliable. I like him. You know, Cam's going to like him too. Um, Nikhil Harry's going to get some burn definitely. Um, they drafted a couple of tight ends. So I think that Cam is going to be that guy that did, you know, did and does things that Tom Brady couldn't. And not that, you know, Tom Brady, you know, couldn't do a lot, but as far as being mobile, you know what I mean? Being that extra threat. Now you got to worry about Cam now, along with Sonny Michelle and James White, you know? So I think that again, um, New England is, is definitely in the building. I know Sam Donald, Josh Allen, Tua Tagliavoa, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, like, they woke up in the morning, like, mad. Especially <laughs> Allen. Like, we got this division. It's a wrap. We got this. And then you wake up in the morning to the news that Cam Newton signed. <laughs> Cam Newton signed with the doing with Patriots. Like, what? You know what I mean? But, um, again, yeah. man, that's, that should just make you step your, want to step your game up even more. Um, I think that um, we're going to have a little delay in the NFL season because they already canceled the, the, the Hall of Fame game, which we saw that coming. We saw it coming anyway. But I think that um, as we get closer to it, you know, you want to talk about it. And, again, for me, and I'm not, you know, trying to disparage anybody else, but I know I'm going to be playing NFL football. I don't know about y'all. I'm gonna, my season is going to start. I don't know about y'all. So, again, at the end of the day, <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, my season's gonna start. But yeah, man, um um what's your thoughts on what's going on in Orlando as far as the uh the quote unquote bubble situation in the NBA? You know uh part of me thinks see, you know, that's what, what what else did you expect? You know? Right. Um I, I think I think in many ways, you know, they're blazing new character. It's new tra- a new trail, totally new and so it's hard to really, it's hard to be, be upset or to be, uh, you know, I told you so, or see, they never should have done that. I mean, I, right, 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 right. Do right. This. I, I don't know if it's going to go off, uh, but I, I give them credit for trying. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I think, that there, I think that there are some issues with 
and they've already addressed this. Like, you know, what happens if a team, you know, if a team gets somebody gets COVID nineteen and then the whole team gets it, then what do you think the whole does the team come come out of the mix now? Are they just no? Hold on, hold on. Denver Nuggets, the Denver Nuggets, they shut their whole training facility down. Yeah, so there you go. Right, right. Now what do you do? What do you th- well, yeah, what do you do? And so, I mean, if you if that happens a couple of times, now I know that the, the, the commissioner said if it, you know, if it, it gets to that point where teams are going down, they'll just call the whole thing off. And right. my thought to that is, well, you know, maybe you should just call it off now. Right, right. What are you waiting for? <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. It's a pretty, Absolutely. pretty reasonable Absolutely. chance pretty reasonable chance that's going to happen. I mean, it's not, right. it certainly isn't, it certainly isn't, you know, a, a far out scenario that that might happen. So it's like, you know, that, that would be a really, what, when do you think that'd just be an awful way to end the season to say, well, we're, we're canceling the season. And you know, why did you even restart it? You know, I mean, so that's, you know kind of my, that's kind of my thought on it. I think, right. uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't yeah, know. Man, I, I don't know how they're going to, I don't know how they're going to keep keep it, you know, a hundred percent safe. It's right, impossible to do that these days. I think that you got. You know, my prediction, my prediction for it is, you know, I'm I'm along with you. I think that you should have never tried to start it in the first place. But we all know what it was about. It's about economics. We get it. But um, <clears throat> you 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 want to have a, a healthy product out there. So here's my bold prediction, Keith, I'm, and I'm going to say this. On After Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the Sauron Pass. That's how we give it up. Shout out to my man, O.G. Wood. Once again, congratulations on your wedding, my guy. Um, this is my prediction for the NBA. They're going to shut it down. They're going to make an announcement that, you know, they're going to shut it down in, 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 the, in the name of, you know, public safety, quote-unquote, okay? The NBA is going to come back on Christmas Day. I think with the, the NBA with the new season, you mean, or with or, the new season, there, with the new season, okay. yep, with a new season on Christmas Day. I think that the NBA is going to cut. That's my bold prediction. The NBA is going to come back on Christmas Day with a new season, right? And I think for the next couple of seasons, they might start around on on or around Christmas. Because for me, I've been a proponent. You could ask Bob. I've been a proponent about for that for the last couple of years. Like for me, I don't even pay attention to the first month of the NBA season. Who cares? Like around Thanksgiving, Christmas time is when it starts to get interesting because they've got 10, 15, 20 games under their belt already. You know what I mean? They, 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 they got a, a sample size to work with. You've got to see it. That's a quarter of the season right there. So for me, I think that the NBA season is going to start 2020, uh, the 2020-21 season on Christmas Day. That's my bold prediction. They're going to shut it down. And sooner than later, shut it down and then make an announcement they'll come back on Christmas Day. Well, they'd be smarter, I think, just to say, look, we're coming back on Christmas Day. Yep, but that's it. I, I, I get the economics of it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, and, and, and it makes you look well, at things kind know, of different. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, but, you know, but, but here's the thing. You know, I, mm-hmm. I was reading one, one commentator talking about, you know, we, we – uh, we badmouth throw sports and say, yeah, it's all about the money. It's all about the money. That's why they're doing this. But, you know, the reality is, I, I was reading one report that said, you know, Major League Baseball can't go more than 18 months without folding. If they don't play right. games within 18 months, it's over. Right. And, right. you know, 
So, I mean, I, I, for them, it may be more survival mode than we really let on. Mm-hmm. I know there's a, yep. there's, a, there's a sense of like, well, you know, you just got to do what's right. You know, you can't, can't be risking people's health. And okay, uh, that's true. But, but the reality is if they don't play baseball within the next 18 months, there's not going to be a, a league to come, that's going to come back. Right, right, right. Wow. Yeah, are we man. Ready for a future, are, we, are we ready for a future with no pro sports, you know? With no, yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, that's, 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 that's deep. And, and, it's, and it's closer to being a reality than being some wild, far-fetched idea. Because, you know, look at where we are right now. Absolutely. Wow. I still think it's a far-fetched idea, but it's not as far-fetched as it was. You know, as, it, as it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. That's right, man. That's right. So, yeah, man. So, again, man, um, I definitely appreciate you for coming through. Let the people know once again what's going on, how people can get up, get up with you, and um, anything else you got to say, man, because the, the floor is yours. I always appreciate when you come through. <clears throat> well, I appreciate appreciate being on. Thanks for giving me the airtime. And, uh, of course, the website's play.com, P-L-A-A-Y.com. I, I would say go to the community page. There's a link on the top and the bottom of each page. Uh, that says community, click on that link and it'll point you in the direction of uh, the various social media stuff and you can find out about uh, uh, our convention. There's also a link on the front page for the convention. Uh, it's right above all the game boxes. Just click the link that talks about Play Not Con. You can find out about what's going on with it. I think it really will be fun and uh, you know, what the heck? <laughs> well, I'm right there with the NBA and with the NFL, it's like, we got to do something. Let's, let's, let's think out of the box. Let's try to do something. That's right. Let's just start That's right. around the beach, you know, and do nothing. So That's right. Yeah. Hopefully, and, hopefully and, it goes well. I think it will. If it crashes and yeah. burns, well, you know, we tried. So. Nah, I think it's going to, I think it's going to, I think it's going to go well. I'm looking forward to it, man. I just think that with, you know, shout out to Sam, man. I know he's been working hard behind the scenes, man, making sure that this thing um, can come off, man. And again, man, I mean, with the advent of the technology and how it's stepped up, man, and again, everybody has access to it. Um, it's, it's, it should be a, a wild weekend, right? If anything it else, it'll be. be a wild weekend, man. It'll be really, really fun, and um, it'll be something that we could talk about and have some fun with. So, again, man, shout-out to you. Respect. Shout-out to Sam. Shout-out to the whole play.com, man. Shout-out to Al Wilson, my man Steve. You know what I mean? That's my guy. Um, after further review, Steve, make sure you check him out on YouTube. Um, and yeah, man, um, any, oh, um, what are your thoughts about, and I, you know, I got to ask you this, and I know you're a Saints guy and all that. How do you think that, um, the comments that Drew Brees made, um, are going to, you know, have any effect on, you know, his teammates or how they approach him, how they deal with them this upcoming season for the New Orleans Saints? Well, I hope it doesn't, uh, you know, affect it, affect their relationship. I know that, uh, he was truly sorry. I know that he, mm-hmm. uh, he, uh, did the right thing, you know, stood up, manned up and said, look, I was wrong. I made a mistake. Um, you know, I also think that, uh, you know, he's done an awful lot for that community. Right. Uh, in dollars, in, in terms of lifting people's spirits, in terms of encouragement. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's, I, I think it's, uh, unfair in, some ways to, you know, uh, bust on him for one misstep and, right. and, and forget all the good that he's done. And just, you know, I, I don't think that, you know, a poor choice of words is, you know, 
is is uh, is is something that should be paid for uh, with you know exile and and mm-hmm. contempt and 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 a total uh, a total obliteration of all the good that he's done. You know, if that's the case, right. then all of us are in bad shape because we've all screwed up. That's true. And uh, I mean, yep, yep. Yeah, but that, that's not to say, yeah. I mean, hopefully, I, I don't know that that's going to, you know, I don't know what the, what the locker room uh, uh, is going to be like. Um, hopefully it will, yeah, hopefully it will, it will, uh, you know, they'll come together, they'll get, they'll get what said, what, what needs to be said, said, and put it behind them. Right. I think when right. the ball is snapped, I think a, a lot of things get forgotten. Mm-hmm. No so, doubt. Hopefully that'll be the that'll be the case. No doubt. What do you um, think? I, I, I mean, again, at the end of the day, I kind of you know concur with what you're saying. He's done, you know, Drew Brees has done a lot for the community. Um, again, at the end of the day, you know, um, all of us can stand to to learn something. You know what I mean? And again, if this is a teachable moment for Drew Brees, and so be it. Um, again, um, like you said, you know, one you know uh, misstep should not you know. Um, you know, take away years of progress being made as far as being there. Okay. So I'm not going to, you know, get into the, the nuts and bolts of that, but I think that, um, again, I think the locker room is going to be what is, what it was going to be, even if Drew Brees hadn't said it, all right, it's going to be a situation where they're going to try to win the Super Bowl. period. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. and, and you got, and you got Jameis Winston. So good luck with that. He's going to finally, uh, complete some that. <laughs> The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's right. You're a Bucks fan. What do you think about him coming to New Orleans? That is that's craziness. Hey man, listen. So, hey, hey, listen, man. Somebody had to do it, and 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 and, and we can have a, a, another half hour conversation about how Jameis Winston felt like he was being um, underpaid. He took a pay cut. Yeah, he took a pay cut. Who was going to pay you thirty million dollars for thirty? 30 plus interceptions. I don't, you know, and, and but I will tell you, and you know, Keith, I'm a big, buck, the Buccaneers are my team. I'm a Jameis Winston right. dude, but I can only put up with so much, you know, color blindness, man, if I can say it like that. You know, you throw into the wrong well, team. His first pass was a pick six, Keith. Ever yeah. in the NFL, was a pick six. That's all we all I need well, to he's know. Come to the right. He's come to the right place to rehabilitate his career. That's for sure. Right. If no, right. anybody can right. rehabilitate him, it's Sean Payton. Yep, yep. And, and, and again, he, you know, hopefully it's a fresh start for him. You know what I mean? They could do some things. And um, at the end of the day, um, I'm more worried about my situation with my quarterback, with Tom Brady, man. And, and, and yeah. I'm just hoping it, it's going to go one of two ways. Keith, it's not going to be no gray area. It's going to go one of two ways. It's going to go very, very good. Or it's gonna go very, very bad, and I'm yeah. on the. I'm more leaning. I, I'm, I'm hopeful because I'm a Buccaneers fan, but I'm kind of fearful at the same time. Like, yo, I, I'm, I, I'm not trusting this. I, I'm not really trusting it because it, 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 all it takes is one knee or shoulder or hamstring or groin. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. So yeah, we back to square, and we'll be back to square one in two years anyway. After Brady yeah. finish. So what do we do? Yeah, yeah. You know, one one final thought here because I know you're uh, up against your time limit too. But uh, right. I wonder if this the lack of training and with with all teams kind of having to shut down their training and all our, their 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 uh, off season camps, their OTAs. 
you wonder if that's going to have an effect on the older guys. You know, mm. if that if that will make them more prone to injury, or I mean, you know, you you wonder if they're not doing the same kind of intense, uh, you know, working out and and and. And a lot of it's mental, but a lot of it's physical. If they're not doing right. that, you know, you wonder if that's going to have an effect on their uh, how they're going to look when they finally do come back. I wonder. Right. Bree, I'm talking right. about Breeze and Brady, right? And Philip right. Rivers, absolutely. So um, we could get, we could definitely talk about that. Yo, Keith, man, I definitely appreciate you, man. Um, hanging out and get a little overtime. I hope uh, Bob is cool with that. That's my man, pretty Bob in the house. Um, shout out to OG Wood. Congratulations on your um, wedding again, man. This is after further review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. I appreciate Keith, man. Play not com. Um, August the 8th, 2020. Go to play.com for details and information and all that. I will definitely be in the building, and we're going to have some fun with it. Thanks for everybody for checking me out, man. You know how to get at me at RM Desk on Twitter at the Further Review 2.0, aka the Sideline Pass on Facebook. All right, that's it. We about to get up out of here. Pretty Bob, man, take me home, man. We out. Super fun. Thanks for having me. Talk again soon.